what's going on, people? I would like to welcome all of you to another Q on One edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And with the Q on Ones, what I like to do is interview people. Sometimes they can be local entrepreneurs, or they could be someone um, who's doing their thing worldwide. Um, so it's an opportunity for you to get to know these people up and close and learn their story and what gave them the passion to do what they do or provide the type of service they provide. So please sit back and enjoy the show. And please be encouraged to share. A lot of people, including myself, kind of do their thing by word of mouth, you know. So the more you spread the knowledge about the show, then the more people who can tune in and grow this thing and make it bigger. And it also gives more support for the people who I bring on the show who are looking to get their product or services out to the masses. Without further ado, let's get to the interview. She's a podcaster, a world traveler. From the beautiful Macedonia, which is the area northern of Greece, please welcome Sophia to the Talk to Q radio show. Soph, how's it going? Hi. First of all, thank you for inviting me. It's an honor to be on your show, Quincy. Thank you so much for taking the time. So, you have a podcast called Soph Rants. Tell my listeners what it's about and how they got started. So, so friends is actually, it's a super funny story how it came to be. Um, I started doing Instagram videos during my recovery surgery period. And when I started going out in Portugal during my student exchange, people just came up to me and were like, you should do a podcast. And I was like, okay, maybe I should. And I started to create a podcast and at first, it was just about ranting and me telling my daily thoughts. But um, as it evolved, I understood that people need to take something out of the podcast. They need value. Um, they need emotion. They need to learn something. So I focused more on how to make life better, how to deal with anxiety, how to deal with fears, how to deal with uh, less motivation, how to be more motivated, um, how to have less fear. And so friends came to be. So I know you touch on a lot of things regarding uh, mental health. And, you know, some people take physical fitness seriously, but not mental fitness. Why is maintaining mental health ignored so much in the world today? I mean, that, first of all, that's a very difficult question. And I don't think there's like one single answer. But I guess life is moving so fast and we evolve so much that so much so many things go on that we forget to treat our head we feel as if when we talk about our mental health we feel like as if we're retarded or as if we have like very serious problems and that's a stigma that has been going on for years that nowadays we're trying to tell everyone that it's okay to go to a psychologist it's okay to talk about your mental health and I believe that the way we're living in this capitalism, um, we have more problems than what we had in the past because of the ways, um, because of the things the way they are. So that would be my, my main answer. When you would tell someone, I'm going to a psychologist, they look at you a little bit weird, like, why are you going to a psychologist? Like, what's wrong with you? And the thing is, it, there could be nothing that's wrong with you. You just need 
someone to talk to that is a professional and that can help you become a better version of yourself. But that's a stigma that we need to work on, definitely. I agree. And I hear people talk a lot about anxieties, you know, or having anxieties. On the surface, a lot of people may not know know what that means. So what does it mean when someone says they have anxieties? So um, there is there's anxiety and there's an anxiety disorder. Those two are very separate. And anxiety is when you feel like the symptoms of anxiety, no matter if it's an anxiety disorder or just regular anxiety, is that you breathe a lot faster, your hands get sweaty. Like those are common things. And usually you feel anxiety when something big is going on in your life, like when you need to make a big decision, when you have a job interview, when you're moving, moving is very stressful, definitely. But those are anxieties that are normal, that every single human being goes through that process and feeling anxious about those situations is completely normal. However, anxiety disorder, according to psychology, is that when you pertain those symptoms for more than six months and you feel them constantly and they disrupt the way you're living. So, for example, uh, there is social anxiety and I used to have social anxiety for years. And that meant that I literally could not be around people and I could not talk to people without shaking, without having panic attacks as well, because In a way, panic attacks and anxiety disorder is very, very connected. So the difference is when an anxiety disorder disrupts the way you're living your daily life, whereas anxiety, it only happens in stressful situations. When you get a job, when you have to go on a first date, when you get married, like those are completely normal situations. So... One thing that can definitely cause an anxiety is a bad relationship. And some of us try so hard to fit a square peg in a round hole and try to make a bad relationship work when we know that it shouldn't. How do you know when a relationship is over? I mean, when do you stop trying and move on? So for me, I've always known when it's the end. I, I You just kind of feel that you're not that connected with that person. And for me, like it's been a situation where I was the one who was always trying and they would always return a bit less. They wouldn't try as hard as I am. And at one point you're just like, why am I wasting my time when the other person won't show effort? So to answer your question directly, for me, it's over when you just stop trying. That's that's the one definite answer. But when it's over, I don't know. You, you just don't feel as connected to the other person. That's how I would put it. Okay, so do you think people will even recognize a healthy relationship when they see it? Hmm. At the beginning, I don't think so. But as time progresses you definitely see whether something is worth the pursuit or not. To speak from my own experience, um, my last sort of relationship was with a guy that I never met because of quarantine. And um, at first, everything was good. I thought he was a really nice guy. This would be something serious. But there were red flags. There are constantly red flags. And 
sometimes you choose to ignore those red flags because as Bojack Horseman said, which is a really, really cool show, and I really recommend it if you haven't seen it, um, and to your listeners as well, um, he said that when you're wearing rose-tinted glasses, when you see red flags, all the red flags are just flags. You don't see them as red flags. And and I definitely agree because like you have that honeymoon phase where everything is just perfect and I don't know, there's rainbows and everything is just great. And then like six months later, reality hits and you're like, okay, so maybe this is not the best person for me. So, yeah, I guess that's it. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I've never seen BoJack Horseman, but I've seen the commercials for it. But It's amazing. Okay, I may have to give that a try. It's so, so good. It's an excellent uh, satire of today's reality, of being famous, of um, how to be happy. And it even poses the philosophical question, like, why are we alive? what happens when we die. And I definitely recommend it to everyone who's into philosophy, into nihilism as well, because I think it, it has a lot of ideas from Nietzsche as well. Okay. And so what's the best relationship advice anyone's ever given you? Oh, that's, that's a tough one. Yeah, that's a tough one. I, I've been a person who has always put 110% into relationships. I still do. I don't know why I put myself that much out there, but I guess I'm just an optimist and I really believe that, you know, it's not going to be this guy. It's going to be the next one and the next one and the next one. And when I was very, very possessive, um, my friend told me this story. Don't text him for three days. And when you ask why and, and he doesn't reply, uh, if he doesn't reply in three days, that means that he doesn't care. And what do you do if you if he doesn't care? You move on. And if he doesn't text you in those three days, he's not worth it. But if he texts you, then you know that he's the one that's worth fighting for. This is probably the best advice I've had. Well, you and your friend are very patient because if I don't hear from someone in about a day and a half... <laughs> I think I'm just gonna move on. That that's why she gave me that advice. I am I am not patient, but this year, 2020, has been such an incredible year of patience for me from from relationships, from because of surgery. Um I had really difficult surgery in the middle of peak COVID in Europe, in Portugal, and recovery was very very slow um this is probably the second month that i am okay it took me five months to recover to be able to sit to be able to walk and i, I had no choice i i was literally forced to be patient i there, there wasn't any other way and i had to constantly go to the hospital and wait to see what's going to happen every single week and I try to be patient in, in my relationship, as in, um, it's quarantine, we can't meet, we're going to be a danger to each other, like, and I just, you, you have to be patient in life. It's really hard, but 
in Macedonia, we say, like, those who wait, they get the better things out of life. And what's yours will always come to you. That's also a second saying that, that we do. And I noticed um, that after I became a little bit more patient, letting just things naturally flow, not forcing anything, because I'm a puppet master. I love <laughs> holding things in balance. And I noticed that if you just let it be a, a little bit, like just don't put that much effort into things, things will happen the way they're supposed to. You're going to see whether that person is to be in your life or not. For me, the most definite moment with the last guy that I saw that this is not going to work out is I got stuck in another city. None of my friends um, could answer my calls. And he was the only person that I could call. And I, when I called him completely agitated and completely scared because I'm in another country, I don't even speak the language that good. I, I just got really scared. And all he said to me, Quincy, was like, what am I supposed to do? And when I received that response, I was like, okay, so not only do you not care about me as a potential partner, you don't care about me as a friend. So if you can't care about me when I need you the most, what are you doing in my life? And that was it for me. That's how I know it's not going to work out. No, that's terrible. And well, first of all, I'm, I'm glad you're doing better and still on the road to recovery. So that's a good thing. Yep. And secondly, what you said about um, patience and letting things come to you, whether you know it or not, that might be the best relationship advice one of my listeners have ever had. So you could have helped someone with that. I sure hope. My name is Soph and I have the podcast So Friends where we talk about productivity, motivation and how to just be a better person in general. And if you want to find me, you can find me on Spotify at So Friends or you can follow all of my crazy adventures around the world at Sophia.cian, which is S-O-F-I-J-A for Americans, for someone who calls me Sophia as well. And you can also find me on Facebook by the same name. So thank you. Let's get back to the podcast, Q. So your travels have allowed you to meet guys from all over the world. Uh, you, you, you're on the go a lot. And you speak how many languages again? Oh, man. I, I don't even know at this point. Like, I'm fluent in, a, in around four or five, maybe. I speak roughly around ten. <laughs> see you're just showing off now but <laughs> i am i am a little bit <laughs> so being that you've traveled so much do you find that men are alike regardless of origin or culture or have you noticed differences in certain regions of the world definitely not uh there first of all there is no one man that is the same as another that is upmost definitely true um, but there are very, very big differences between men and culture. Huge differences. For example, um, Portuguese guys ghost a lot on dating apps. Like, they're just going to yeah. break off in the middle of the conversation and they won't unmatch you. They won't talk to you. Like, they just boop, vanish into thin air. Um, 
Slovene guys are the exact opposite, for example. Like, when he doesn't like you or he doesn't feel a connection, he's like, hey, I don't think this is going anyways, bye. Or he just unmatches you directly. Macedonian guys, um, they're in between Slovenian guys and Portuguese guys. Like, they won't ghost you, but they're either gonna say some of you some of them are going to unmatch you directly but more often they're gonna be like yeah this is not working out or they're just gonna stop replying and that's about it but it's not so um it's not as rough of ghosting as of a portuguese guy would and and in america they definitely start the conversation a lot different in a lot different way than guys in Europe. And they act a lot different than guys in Europe, <laughs> which is really interesting. <laughs> Are American men the most aggressive you've met? No, definitely not. No? Um, to be honest, the worst experience going out with guys, I've had it definitely in Slovenia in clubs. They do not understand that no is a no. I had a guy who literally dragged physically my body when I just went to the bar to get a drink. And of course, naturally, at that moment, I used physical force because there was no way how right. I was going to get out of his claws. Goodness. Okay. Wow. I didn't yeah. know anyone would be worse than Americans. <laughs> No, American but, guys were, su especially because I was based in Northern Michigan, in Boyne City okay. for five months. Um, everyone who was there, they were very lovely. If if you say no, even if you don't want to kiss them or anything, they would never push. Like, I feel like from all the cultures, I think Americans were most scared from like rape accusations, I think. Yeah, well, that's a good thing that they're not physically imposing. But as far as conversation, I'm pretty sure that Americans were quick to approach as far as just trying to have a conversation. To be honest, two days ago in Portugal, I was just walking walking down the street and this guy comes up to me and he starts blabbering in Portuguese. And I'm like, uh, maybe in English, like I speak Portuguese, but not that well. And he goes like, hey, like, oh, you're not, you're not Portuguese. And I'm like, no. And he's like, well, I just wanted to tell you you're very pretty. And I wanted to ask your phone number. And I'm like, man, I'm leaving tomorrow to go back to Slovenia, to my country. And he was like, oh, but like, maybe you want to grab a drink with me. Like super direct, like on the street. And I was <laughs> like, that has never happened to me, Quincy, never. And I was, first of all, like, this is, this goes to all your listeners. The one advice to me, shoot your shot. You have no idea what can happen with that person. And you will never know unless you try. I agree. And this guy, he made my day 10 times better. I did Instagram stories. I was smiling. I was happy. And he just made me feel a lot more self-confident. Not that you should rely on a man to feel self-confidence, but it's super nice when someone boosts your ego, you know? Oh, I agree. <laughs> I agree 100%. So, so I truly appreciate you taking the time to join this Q on one edition of the Talk to Q radio show. And I hope that we can do it again in the future. Maybe find some other topics to talk about. Absolutely.
It was the pleasure's mine, Quincy. I loved being on your show. And that's going to do it for this T2Q podcast. Go to TalkToQ.com, and that way you can sign up for the email newsletter and be alerted to new shows as they come out. I'm on Twitter at TalkToQ, and that's Talk, the number two Q. So I want to thank all of you for listening to this podcast of T2Q, and I'll see you next time.